Hello, friends, and however you're listening to this episode of On Grace, we're really grateful that you are along for the ride into the Mushroom Kingdom with the original Mario Brothers, Mario and Luigi, Wendell Van Valen, and Wayne Hunter. Mm-hmm. I suppose that would make me toad. Toad. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a keyboard, I could play the theme song. I learned it. Really? Yeah, and you would think that you just won a prize or hit some <laughs> sort of jackpot because I could play it. Is that how you met Robbie, your wife? Playing video games? No, playing, playing the, the piano. Playing the theme song. <laughs> playing no. The theme song. Swept no, off no, no, no. No, mm-hmm. that's not how I met her. Mm-hmm. How, it wasn't playing video games either? <laughs> no, I actually, I was her pastor. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I proposed on the top of Short Mountain in Cannon County, Tennessee. Short Mountain. Me. Short Mountain. It's the tallest mountain if you let's see, how do you say this? If you if you and I got it. If you start heading east from the Mississippi River, and you're looking for a mountain, it's the tallest one from the Mississippi heading east. Of course, it's not doesn't compare to the Smokies or anything like that. But short mountain. I don't even I don't even understand how you qualified that. It's like the <laughs> tallest mountain in the four hundred two zero zero four zip code. Zip code. It's, short it's, mountain is it, it, it? Is it by itself? Yeah. It just kind of sticks up out of nowhere. And it's called Short... Why is it called Short Mountain? Because it's pretty short. <laughs> but it is the tallest one east of the Mississippi till you get to the Appalachians. Until you get ones taller. Yeah, until yeah. you get the taller <laughs> ones. To real mountains. Bonafide mountains. Okay. I don't... Um, okay. That's the truth. You, you proposed on the top of Short Mountain. On a picnic table underneath a fire tower. Nice. Huh. Yeah. Were you standing on the picnic table? No. no. We were sitting there. And sitting she said, there. are you kidding <laughs> after you proposed, proposed yeah, are, or before? Are you kidding? <laughs> no, after. Yeah. I you, said, "Yeah, here it is, the ring right here." So she said yes quite quickly. Quite quickly. After yeah. she said, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, are you kidding. <laughs> I think that's what she said. She'll deny it, but that's we, okay. we know how we know how those stories go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a certain amount of cash involved in groveling on the ground, but it, it worked Other out. That, it worked out. <laughs> you said it was on a, at a picnic table. So did you? Did you? Pack a picnic. No, no. A trip to the top of Short Mountain is epic, an epic event in and of itself. You'll so. need to epicize it further. Is that a word? Uh, sure, we epicize it, it further. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, no. It was it was sufficient. Sufficiently epic. It worked. There you go. Yep. Have you been back since? I took my son up there, in when there was snow on the road and I impressed him with my driving skills. He was like, Dad, you can really drive this little truck (laughs) since we almost slid off the road two or three times. (laughs) And now, if you were to drive off the road driving up Short Mountain, would that be a shortfall? (laughs) (laughs) No. 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 (laughs) Long fall on Short Mountain. Yes, a long. That sounds, sounds like, like a song. It does. I took a long fall on Short Mountain. Mountain. Yep, that's actually pretty pretty good. I think I may send that back to some of my Cannon County friends. <laughs> see if they can't pick a tune around it. There you go. A love nice. song. A love song. Right. I rode horses with a guy who was a moonshiner. He went legit, and so now he runs Short Mountain Distillery. Okay. Yeah, they make mm. legit whiskey. Yep. How about that? I just looked this up. The 
highest point of the Eastern Highland Rim at 2,074 feet in elevation. It's a short mountain. There you short go. Mountain. There it is. Yep. Epic. Yep, yep, yep. You should call it medium mountain at least. <laughs> yeah, at least. Short's kind of derogatory, sounds like. Yeah, Cannon County was proud of it. Yeah. They had two horse rides every year. They had one Memorial Day and one Labor Day, and it was the Short Mountain Ride because uh-huh. there was a horse camp there on Short Mountain. And, yep, I've ridden horses all over that mountain. It's fun. Short ride? No. No. No, it it was not a short <laughs> ride. Yeah. Okay. I hope nobody in Cannon County is listening to this because <laughs> they, will, they will take exceptions. I, I'm sure by these. now nobody's listening do to they this. Have, do they have short man's disease in Short Mountain? No. <laughs> I've ridden horses yeah. with some pretty tall guys. I've ridden horse. I've ridden horses. Uh, I won't even go there. I won't even go there. I don't know where you, I don't know where you were going, but you pulled up short. Short. I did. Oh, I did. Faked you, you out, did didn't there. I? You thought I was going for a layup. <laughs> pulled up short. Shot the three. Mixed well, metaphors. Have we? Have we uh, yeah. Well, we've exhausted this yeah, one. Yeah, exhausted this <laughs> we've exhausted this one. Please have grace on us, listeners. Please, uh, we beg grace. Oh my gosh, we're five minutes in. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't have much to talk about today, anyway. So <laughs> we feel a little air. Uh, I think we want to talk about today about. Uh, we kind of have agreed that when we love people unconditionally, we don't have demands that they respond in certain ways, and we don't have agendas for how we want them to for what we want the relationship to look like and we don't um and we don't um there was a third thing that came to mind we don't mind. expect them to change really right yeah we're not trying to fix them yeah not, yeah no. so but when we do have relationships we choose to love the person in front of us so in a sense there is kind of an agenda that we want to love people so how do we decide what that looks like when we have the person in front of us what what does it look like to love the person in front of us uh, without an agenda and without fixing them, but still to have some some idea of what that looks like. Yeah. You, you know, it occur- we've, obviously we've talked about this before we got on the air, but it, it occurs to me that we, we kind of broached this some oh, three or four months ago when we talked about listening, that that's certainly part of it, that you listen to them. But today when we're... Uh, before we turned on the micro- microphones, um, we were talking about that the world and the darker side tends to always dehumanize people. At the very beginning of the story, the dark side came to Eve and said, you can be more than human, which in essence wound her up less than human, right. producing children that killed each other and husbands that blamed and people that hid from each other and started to lie and all this stuff. So it, it uh, and and it's, nothing's changed all through time, um, the world, the dark side, whatever you want to call it, it. They're out to dehumanize us, to make us less than human. Right. So, seems like part of loving the person in front of you would be to human rehumanize them. Right. Yeah, that makes sense to to recognize the things that make them unique, and also the things that make them. Uh, in common with the rest of us. Yeah. I think both of those are expressions of our humanity, things that bind us together as humans and things that make us unique as individuals both. Yeah. And part of the way we love people is to affirm both of those. And like you said, to call it out when you see it. Yeah. Call, to yeah. speak it. 
which you're really good at. We um we kind of started making a list prior to to on air time, and and it's like so what what would separate us from the plants and the animals and the rocks and the dirt and the sticks? What would separate us? And like one thought would be empathy, mm-hmm. and and another thought would be the ability to exhibit and and recognize beauty. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know a hummingbird is drawn to certain colors, but that just says lunch. It doesn't say beauty. Right. You know, it's just beauty's right. a different thing. Yeah. Um the 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 ability to be creative, which I know animals can be creative but not right. not like we are. Right, in very limited ways, yeah. Yeah. And even kindness. Yes. I know animals can be kind to each other but not in the ways that are sacrificial or self-giving uh, in the, in, to the measure that humans have the capacity to do. Yeah. And so I think when we, when we love the person in front of us, we affirm what we see in them, and we also call out uh, the po- possibilities and the potential within them to be those kinds, to be who they were created to be. Yeah. We talked a little bit about conversion. I think we get the idea that when we are converted or when we are born again, we're born into something different, something other than who we are. When the truth is perhaps that we are converted back into the person we were intended to be. We are converted from that false image that's more than or other than, and we are converted back into the person that God intended us to be, which is humanity. You know, we, and we say, well, nobody's perfect as if that's a bad thing. Right. And that's not necessarily, it just means everybody's human, which is a good thing. Yeah. What are you thinking, JB? I'm thinking of, I think what you just said about conversion is actually pretty radical, a pretty radical idea that you have to be uh, delivered from the, delivered from being human, maybe, delivered from the brokenness of humanity Mm -hmm. into the not brokenness of Jesus. And what what you're saying then is delivered into a more, a fuller sense of, a wholeness, of right, yeah. We, we talk about idolatry and how we have false images of who God is. I think we also struggle with false images of who we are or who we should be or who God wants us to be when in reality uh, there, this humanity is what he created us to be. And Wendell talked about the incarnation and how that being the ultimate expression of God saying it's okay to be human. Yeah, Jesus didn't come as an angel or an extraterrestrial or like the Hulk or Spider-Man. I mean, he didn't come enhanced at all. He came actually as one of the least of these. And it was almost like God was screaming, I like humans. I'm going to become one, you know. Yeah. And and Jesus didn't just show us how to be a decent human being. He, you know, talked about this radical life we could have, especially in the Gospel of John. You can have this not trying to show off here, but I learned this years ago, Zoe Ionian, this life eternal, which is not when you die to go to heaven. It's this it's the it's the quality of life that God has. And 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 evidently that is what makes us that's like humanity. Yeah. Okay, good. This you right. arrived, you're there. This is yeah. humanity. I think we talk sometimes about Christ likeness, like the goal is to be Christ like. And we interpret that as meaning 
something other than human. Yes. So when we talk about when Jesus says to be like him, and Paul talks about Christ's likeness, we're talking about Jesus as a human. Yeah. The life he lived and and to to discover the wholeness and the fullness of what that means, what that looks like. And so when we love the person in front of us, we help them to discover that. Not to become something different than they are, but become more completely who they might be, could be. Yeah. It's an invitation, not a command. Right. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. What you're describing is, I think, important, but it's also on some level ethereal. So I want to pull you out of the clouds, gentlemen. Put your feet back on the ground. No. Who do you know that exhibits or demonstrates the type of life, the fullness of life that you're talking about? Or Or do you know somebody who does it? Well, I think two guys sitting right here with me are people who yeah. know oh, that. Wow. So. Oh, no, wow. I was going to say this. Um, I have a lot of people in my life who yeah. are vigorously discovering what it means to be human. Yeah. Um, I mean, my life is full of those people. It's, 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 I don't think it's a place you arrive at. It's a place you revel in. It's a journey. It's an adventure. But an apple is no less an apple, whether it's a quarter inch or a full size. It's an yeah. apple, you know, period. And and so I think I know tons of people like this. It's their. I know other people too who are saying, if I work the rules, and color inside the line, somehow I'll become perfect, and that's what God wants. And I'm, I feel bad for them, but I I know other people who are like, I just want to be human, and in, and be the best version of me or the most authentic version of me I can be. That kicks butt, and I know a lot of people there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, like I said, both of y'all are, are like that. They're just who are okay with the struggles and the ups and downs and the ins and outs of figuring out what it means to follow Jesus and to become who He wants us to be. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people like that, and they they all look different. Uh, it's not a cookie mold that you stamp them out in, but each yeah. person finds their way. I, I'm not disagreeing with what you say, but I think the word. Uh, if you've grown up in a religious context, when you say, I want to be what God wants me to be, it's like I'm not there yet. Or there's some ideal version of me he's waiting for me to become. But I know that's not what yeah, you're saying. Right. But but I think I think God is just like, I am way cool with where you are right now because right. you are reveling in the adventure of discovering yourself. Yeah. That, right. And, yeah. And if you never reach a certain point, that's okay with me. I don't care. Yeah, it's like you said, it's more about discovery than it is about arrival. Right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown, and I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us work together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.